the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Let Us Reason, a Christian-Muslim dialogue with host Al Fadi. Let Us Reason is a unique show utilizing theology, apologetics, and evangelism to reach Muslims for Christ by comparing and contrasting Christian and Muslim doctrines. And now, your host, Al Fadi. Uh, hope you're having a fabulous Saturday. Uh, this is Al Fadi, and if you're tuning in, you're listening to Let Us Reason. Today, I'm going to continue with my discussions concerning the Islamic eschatology or end times. And uh, basically, in the last couple of episodes, I uh, painted a picture or built a foundation that will lead us into the end times and, uh, uh, you know, to that stage. And I've been talking about the uh, division that took place right after the death of the Prophet of Islam in the year 632 and that split between what we call today the Sunni and the Shia. And now I'm talking about uh, the end time from a generic standpoint, from an Islamic point of view. Last time we talked about some of the signs. There are something that are called the major signs and the minor signs. So we were going through last time uh, some of these minor signs, meaning that if you begin to see signs like this, you are headed towards end times, but only the major signs that will indicate that the end is near. Now, at some point, um, whether today or next time, we will start explore, uh, I mean, exploring the differences between the Sunni and the Shia view of end times. That might take us probably a couple of shows. So just uh, this is kind of like a uh, heads up and is uh, also a summary of what has been uh, transpiring in the last few shows. So today I'm going to continue again with the minor signs that if in a Muslim mind, if you're experiencing something like this, you're noticing something like this, you're observing something like this, then that's an indication that the, you know, we're headed towards the end of time, the end of the world, towards judgment, if you wish. But I also, in full disclosure, I want to clarify that many of these signs, sometimes there is no backup for them. There isn't a specific source that says that's going to happen. There isn't a specific prophecy that talked about it, which indicate that some of these signs really are added as we go. Added by who? By probably Islamic scholars. Uh, uh, somebody who is interpreting things in a certain way and asserting that these signs kind of like fulfill whatever has been taught here or there uh, by either the uh, the teaching of Islam in general, the Quran in particular, or the prophet of Islam. Uh, for instance, you know, one of those signs is that the Jews will be fighting Muslims. So anytime you see any battle that is taking place in the Gaza Strip, for instance, or in the Holy Land, between Israeli soldiers, for instance, and uh, uh, Muslims. Many times Muslims will point to this and say, 
well, that's just an indication that the end time is near. But with that comes also another uh, baggage, and that's the fight that fighting now the Jews uh, becomes necessary because part of the end time signs is that the Muslims also will fight the Jews. In fact, it's one of those uh, you know signs that uh, uh, many Muslims are familiar with. Um, you know, economical situations become a burden for people. Um, that it talks about uh, some of that, uh, those signs. It talks about that people who are uneducated, uh, people who are nomadic, you know, meaning Bedouin, or people who are not accustomed to being civilized or living in towns, uh, they own tents, they, they live out in the wilderness, somehow they become wealthy, and now they're building construction, ta- you know, constructing towers and, uh, uh, you know, homes and uh, purchasing, you know, expensive stuff. So, uh, you know, it makes you wonder where, where is this coming from, actually? Why is that a sign, technically speaking? Does that mean the God of Islam is ordaining for certain people to stay nomadic and to stay poor, maybe? Um, you know, that's, that's a question for another show. Um, one of those signs also says that women will appear naked despite the fact that they're being dressed. And here again, we're dealing with something probably that is being perceived based on what is taking place in the 20th century and the 21st century in terms of, um, you know, um, uh, dress codes, uh, maybe the way women uh, are dressing up lately and things like that. Now, I don't know what that means, but all it means is that you'll hear Muslims sometimes say, you see, Western culture is influencing our women. They want them to remove the hijab and they start dressing up like them. And all of that is also part of end times. Now, another one is that people will seek knowledge from misguided and strained scholars, meaning that people are not going to be learning the truth anymore. They will be learning just things that will misguide them spiritually and mislead them. That's why there is always this attack against people like myself uh, as a former Muslim. Uh, the claim is that I am one of those people that is misguiding Muslims, for instance, and therefore you need to shy away from people like myself. I'm not the only one, of course, that I'm being accused of this. But this idea is that, oh, these are signs of end time. I mean, it's kind of interesting because a Muslim was a seeker, hears things like this, that will actually spook them and maybe forces them to stay within the teaching of Islam with the assumption that what they're hearing or, or seeing uh, does not represent reality. It represents just a false hope. Therefore, Islam is still the truth. So you can see how those things can play out. Another sign says that liars will be believed and honest people will be disbelieved. I mean, welcome to our world and uh, welcome to Isaiah chapter 5. Isaiah chapter 5 talked exactly about this. In fact, that was one of the arguments and the charges that God used against his people um, to justify why he is going to allow the Babylonian to take them into exile. There were charges against them by calling, uh, you know, righteousness, wickedness and wickedness, righteousness, um, you know, uh, uh, bitterness, sweet and sweet bitterness. I mean, you can read this in Isaiah chapter five and specifically from verses 18 and 19 and 20. Nevertheless, this is another one of those indications that certain things could be taken out of context or taken out of biblical views, if you wish. Another one of those signs says uh, 
that the death of righteous, knowledgeable people, meaning more righteous people are going to start dying and we're left only with unrighteous and wicked people. Once again, you can say and make an argument that this is taken out of the book of Revelation. For instance, that the church is raptured and only you're left with people who are unbelievers. The emergence of indecency and enmity among relatives and neighbors, meaning that there is a sense of competition now that will take place not just between foreigners or people who are strangers, I should say, uh, to each other, but even people who are familiar with one another and related to one another, relatives, cousins, and also neighbors, and neighbors, of course, in the Islamic view, meaning that the people that live literally next to you, and you've been um, in contact with them, you're familiar with them, you know them, they know you, and all of a sudden there's this spirit of competition that will begin to take, um, you know, part of this, and there is a lot of indecent behaviors between each other, whatever that might mean. It could be uh, committing adultery, lying, uh, false accusations, and so on and so forth. The rise of idolatry and polytheism in communities. That's why Islam is always going to attack evangelism and the gospel with the claim that the gospel and Christians are idolaters, that they are promoting the idea that Jesus, who is a mere man, being God or equal to God, which is shirk in Islam or idolatry. So you see how the enemy of uh, the truth, that's Satan, tries to always come up with creative ways to uh, help, uh, you know, his own followers, uh, you know, the misguided ones, the ones that do not know the truth, uh, to avoid the truth by virtue of these kind of claims. Another one says that the Euphrates River will uncover a mountain of gold. Well, okay, well, we'll see if that happens. Uh, if that happens, then I'll believe the rest of these, um, uh, basically, signs. Uh, the land of the Arabs will return to being a land of rivers and fields. Now, it's talking about, of course, the Arabian Peninsula. I mean, I'm not really aware of when the Arabian Peninsula was even a land of rivers and fields to begin with. So I'm not really so sure where this, you know, this teaching comes from, and uh, yet you hear about those kind of things. People will increasingly earn money by unlawful ways. Well, it's been going on since day one, actually. Uh, so I'm not really so sure uh, what is the measure uh, for us to say, well, oh, no, it's, it's unusually happening. I mean, people always find... Uh, unlawful ways to always rip off others and make money. So uh, yet, sadly, it is used as if it's one of those, um, uh, you know, basically uh, signs, if you wish. There will be much rain, but little vegetation, meaning you'll have rain, 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 but nothing is growing. And again, I'm not aware of a phenomenon like this, but who knows? Um, you know, maybe it's happening somewhere. Uh, and that's why this impression was added, as if this is a sign as well. Evil people will be expelled from Medina, meaning the city of the prophet in, uh, in Saudi Arabia. Well, um, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I mean, if you want to basically evict all evil people, uh, sadly, you're just going to have to be evicting a lot of people, technically speaking, everywhere. Uh, you know, what, what, define evil. What does that mean? Uh, how, how, how can a person be evil versus being a sinner anyway? 
Uh, so you're going to have to wrestle with these kind of signs. If you're a Muslim, ask yourself these kind of questions. And that's why I'm saying, you know, um, this is really talking about things that sometimes you wonder if it is a figment of someone's imagination or if it is an ongoing list that keeps on growing. And the question is, who's adding to this list? And why do they think this is a sign of end times? And what is the source that justifies adding it anyway? Another sign says wild animals will communicate with humans. You know, it's kind of interesting. It seems like this is taken out of uh, the book of Isaiah, for instance, towards the end of the book of Isaiah, chapter 56, all the way to the end, or the book of Revelation. We're talking about, you know, worldwide peace and that the animals and humans were interact with one another. Maybe there is a misunderstanding that interacting, meaning that uh, uh, lions are going to be peaceful and they're not going to attack, and maybe it's interpreted as if that they're going to be talking to people. But once again, if this happens, I'll probably believe the other signs. Uh, wishful thinking, of course. Um, another one says lightning and thunder will become more prevalent. Okay, well, Jesus talked about things like this. In Matthew chapter 24, when he gave many signs of the end times, and he says, you know, famine and earthquakes and uh, many other things that will take place weather-wise, and he says, you know, still, this gospel of the kingdom must be preached as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. So you can see that Jesus is still emphasizing the need to share the gospel, even when things like this were to happen so you can see that this is sometimes borrowed or cut and paste, if you wish, from other sources. Another sign says there will be a special greeting for people of distinction. And uh, whatever that means. I mean, yet again, you wrestle with these kind of signs like, okay, so who's deciding this? What does that even mean? And why do we have to really look at something like this as a sign? Sign for what, for instance? Then it says... Um, the trade will become so widespread that women will help their husband in business. Really? So if women are working in the workplace now, Islam says this is a sign of end times. Gee, I mean, I thought there was equality in Islam between men and women. That were all created equal according to the teaching of Islam. Yet, somehow, Islam looks at this as a disgrace and a sign of end times that women can dare to even work and help their husbands. I don't, I don't see why this is a sign of end times. If that's the case, we're in it already. I mean, the end is here. So, uh, this is the kind of stuff that makes you wonder sometimes if there is a prejudice, uh, basically, uh, that is uh, uh, built up or a prejudicial, if you wish, background behind all of these uh, insinuations and signs like this. Another sign says, no truly honest man, no truly honest man will remain and no one will be trusted. Again, it adds to the idea that evil people and wicked people and untrustworthy people will become the survivals on earth and the trustworthy ones will be gone. Only the worst people will be left. There you go. And they will not know any good, nor forbid any evil. No one will say there is no God but Allah. Therefore, meaning faith will disappear. Right here, you can begin to see that also some of these things are taken out of the Bible, technically speaking. 
Another one says, nations will call each other to destroy Islam by any and every means. And, and that's where ISIS was actually using the fact that there is an alliance uh, or, um, uh, you know, basically um, a, a, a military alliance, if you wish, that is being formed to fight it, that is led by countries like the U.S. and others. And they use this, for instance, to even empower and embolden recruitment because they say, hey, see, this is the end right here. Look what's going on. There are nations now arising against Islam because ISIS looked at itself as the sole representative of Islam by virtue of the caliphate and the presence of a caliph, of course. That's something that we can talk about at some point uh, more in detail and show that the different views, how the Islamic world today trying to distance itself from some of these teachings that were prominent, uh, prevalent, I mean, uh, uh, prevalent, I should say, uh, when it came to ISIS. Islamic knowledge will be passed on, but no one will follow it correctly. So even though it's saying that Islam will be shared with others and even, uh, you know, people become familiar with Islam, no one is going to follow its teaching. I mean, th these are kind of strategic, by the way, signs, because it's kind of like downplay what is going on, for instance, in the world today by virtue of people, um, you know, knowing more about what the teaching of Islam and uh, the rise of Islamic terrorism and other things. And, and they could be used as a excuse saying, you see, uh, you guys don't understand really what Islam is. You, you, you're exposed to the teaching, but yet you're misunderstanding it and misinterpreting it. Here's another thing. Muslim rulers will come who do not follow the guidance and the traditions of the prophet of Islam. Some of their men will have the hearts of devils in a human body. I mean, in other words, you've heard this many times. ISIS used this excuse to try to recruit more Muslims to the ranks by saying, if you're living in any part of the Islamic world under other leadership outside of ISIS, you can surely notice that the leaders, the Islamic leaders, are corrupt leaders. They're acting in an evil manner. They do not follow the pure teaching of the traditions of the Prophet of Islam. And that was one of the key, by the way, recruitment factors that allowed many people leave countries like Saudi and Egypt and other places to come and follow them. Another sign say, uh, says, stinginess will become more widespread and honorable people will perish. Again, tell me something we don't know. So it's been known since day one. Uh, no wonder, um, you know, uh, the sons of Adam, uh, you know, uh, uh, Cain and Abel um, have this, uh, you know, strife and uh, uh, Cain killed his brother Abel. A man will obey his wife and disobey his mother and treat his friend kindly while shunning his father. You know, those kind of signs kind of like make your head spin, really, when you think about it. Does this sound like there is anything respectful to women here? The fact that women, earlier I said, by virtue of working and helping their household and their husband, is a sign of end times. Now the fact that the husband respects the opinion of his uh, wife, somehow that's a sign of also end times. You can see why some of the worldly issues are being included here and creeped up, crept up to these kind of, you know, supposed signs of end time. Once again, this is Al-Fadi, and if you're tuning in, 
this is Let Us Reason, and we've been talking about Islamic eschatology or end times, and we are going through a list of supposed end time signs. We have two groups of end times uh, signs when it comes to the Islamic view of end times. One is called the major signs, and not one is called is the minor signs, and we're going through the minor signs as we speak. There are so many sources for this, of course, on the, line, uh, on the web and also in books. So it's not going to be uh, just based on one specific source, but we'll try to give you some ideas. Another sign says, voices will be raised in the mosques, meaning people start fighting in the mosque. This happens a lot, by the way. The leader of a people will be the worst of them, meaning a very corrupt person will rise to becoming the governor or the, uh, 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 you know, the leader or the president or whatever. Once again, these are the kind of things that you see happening all the time, actually. I mean, just read the First and Second Kings. Uh, people will treat a man with respect because they fear the evil he could do, meaning that the respect that is being given to a leader or to any person is out of fear, really, not out of uh, actually uh, truthful behavior, if you wish. Much wine will be drunk. Oh, define much wine. Like how many extra liters of wine? How do you know that there is much wine that's been drank? It's been drank for, you know, for as long as the history of wine existed. So what decides that this is much wine right now? I mean, maybe we need to look into the Roman Empire and their excessive use of things like this. Muslims shall fight against a nation who wear shoes made of hair and with faces like hammered shields with red complexions and small eyes. Folks, this probably, I would argue, that has to do with fightings that took place in the 16th and 17th and 18th and 19th centuries. And we're not talking about battles that happened now or will happen in the future, but somehow... This was one of those signs. The emergence of the Sufyani within the Syria region. In other words, there's a group now, uh, the Umayyads, basically one of the first dynasties to rise after the death of the Messenger of Islam, and that their return now somehow is going to be a sign of end times. The truce and joint Roman-Muslim campaign against a common enemy followed by the great fight, which will result between the Roman and the Muslims. Meaning there is a, an alliance between the West and Islamic countries for now to find common enemies, but then at some point the West and Islam will end up fighting each other. And then you have the black standard will come from, uh, from a region called Khorasan uh, and uh, with black flags. It's interesting, by the way. Many Muslims use this sign, actually, and said ISIS, actually, is a fulfillment of this sign, and therefore, they are not trustworthy. Okay? And it says that nothing shall turn them back until it is planted in Jerusalem. So ISIS was also using it and saying, you know, we are a fulfillment also of end time, and we're the ones who are dressed up in black, having black flags, and so on and so forth. It is absolutely fascinating to read things like this and see how both sides of the aisle argue for or against. 
Muslims in general used it against ISIS. ISIS is using it against the other Muslims. And that was one of the key factors in recruitment. In other words, you have people who are coming from the east, and they will march toward Jerusalem, who dressed up in black, and we are, uh, and have black flags as well. Well, if that's the case, we can say that ISIS is in, in the ice bucket right now. And now ISIS is using this tactic. They said, look, we were in the area of Iraq and Syria. We're pushed now outside, and we are in the area of Afghanistan near Khorasan. So now we'll march right back in. So please don't tell me ISIS is defeated because I'm not buying it yet. Um, there will be disagreement. Uh, let me clarify what I mean by I'm not buying it yet. I'm not buying it that the idea, the ideology is still alive and kicking. And ISIS and the others will use things like this towards raising that spirit of terrorism, sadly. So hopefully you've been enjoying this series. We will continue with these signs, of course, and we'll talk more about the division between the Sunnis and the Shia and the different views. Until we meet again, have a blessed day.